1: looking good
0: yes yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy hey guess what
1: we're recording now okay (laughs) we were only three minutes in to be fair okay that's fine (laughs) can you imagine
0: No, that'd be so sad. That would be so sad.
1: So sad. We would just be
0: like, oh, I had to do it all again. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths.
1: Hi, everyone. This is
0: episode 34, take
1: two. Because I didn't hit record the
0: first time. We've just been chatting away over here. Talking
1: it up about this episode is all about HGTV and all real estate TV. Yes. So you were going to start us off with the story of you have been on (laughs) real estate TV. So in
0: 2012 or 2013, they came to our board of realtors and said, we need a realtor that can come spend two days with us and film a show with us. Yes. And And you were brand new. I was new. I was very new, maybe a year or two in. And so I was like, sure, I'll do it. You, I think I got paid like $70. Oh, they paid you. Like seven zero. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) For two days of work. For two days. Whoa. (laughs) Um, but it was super fun. And I was like, well, I don't really have any buyers that are looking to buy the Bayou. Buy the Bayou. (laughs) Because the show I was on was called Buying the Bayou. Right. And they were like, oh, that they're not actually buying. (laughs) And I was like, what? Like, I'm realizing that these shows are all put on. Yes. Yeah. So I just contacted my two close friends that were fun and asked them if they would want to join and be the buyers. Okay, what's funny is, they were not dating. Okay. They, they were just, he was my good guy friend. She was my good girlfriend. They knew each other. Uh-huh. But they were not dating. Okay. But they needed to be for the show. Okay. So we. Did they end up dating in real life? No, but. Okay. They thought about it. Okay. Um. So they faux date. They not even, faux dated. The house buying was fake and the dating was fake. Yeah, they weren't even together. It ended oh, with yeah. him proposing. <gasps> oh. My word. And they were not you even dating. You staged a proposal? Yeah. This probably is part of your confidentiality I know. I agreement. I am not supposed to be talking about this, probably. <laughs> but um, we took faux pictures of them with the dog and like no, like fishing and doing like couples things. And we had all these fake pictures that we what? staged. What? Did, did they kiss in the faux engagement? They did. <laughs> I can't either. I know. <laughs> I know. I had no idea that
1: was going to end that way. Yes. Isn't that funny?
0: So then we saw three camps on the bayou. Okay. And um, no, I think one of them wasn't even for sale. Okay. And then they picked one. And they moved in. And then we faux moved in. Faux. And um, yeah, that was that. And then we did a second episode. So you were on the same show twice. Same show, two episodes. Different buyers? Yep. Or, or were we following up and looking at their fake children? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Um, I just got a different couple. Okay. Another friend. These were actually together. Okay, thank goodness. And um, we recorded with them. Oh and my gosh, it's just so funny. How many cameras was it? Like a small production. It was like uh, like six guys, maybe yeah, two or three cameras. Okay, and like a sound. Oh, person. yeah, yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, Okay. So do you have, do you watch any real estate TV? Do you have any favorites? I just like it on as background, like in the house, but I do love fixer upper. Okay. But does Haven watch the, (laughs) (laughs) Haven likes fixer upper. Okay. Yeah. My kids love it. Um, and then property brothers. I like them. Okay. Um, those are, I really just can't watch house hunters and all that. Oh no, no, no. It's so contrived. It's yeah. so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and I, I feel like they kind of make realtors look stupid. <laughs> or, or lazy. <clears throat> right. Yeah.
1: I, or like just like they're not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My kids love Fixer Upper. I love Fixer Upper. I mean, I don't know
0: how you can't love it. Like it's so great. Just the ideas that you get from it and like you yeah. see what could be. Yeah. For and real. the thing I like about the renovation shows is like, You can't fake tearing down a wall. That's a great point. Like, they are actually tearing down a
1: wall. I will tell you the part that Jay gets so annoyed with. You know, he's in construction, so he knows. But the part of Fixer Upper that drives him up the wall is when they have the... Um, needed dramatic moment where something has gone wrong and yes. they have to make the phone call to the, to the yes. person making, you know, the owner, Hey, bad news. We're going to have to change this AC <laughs> and, and it was at not an you know expected expense. So we're not going to be able to have that fancy fireplace or, you know, like it's right. always something and they're always like, okay, yeah, no problem. Like no one ever yells. <laughs> I mean, I guess they know they're being recorded, but it's just like it's drama for the sake of drama. And so right. sometimes the problems I'm doing my air quotes, people, the problems aren't even really problems but they needed they needed some conflict to make the show interesting right which i think is funny but other than that look and i don't even have a complaint about that because I love
0: watching it. Like, it doesn't bother me. But he's just like, what is That's this? That's not real. This is so crazy. I bet it's it's just as frustrating for realtors to watch some of these shows as oh it gosh. is for contractors to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing about Fixer Upper and other ones,
1: you have to, the renovation shows, they're in different markets. So, when they yes. show the price of the house and then the price of the renovation, I'm like, Well, that's crazy. You couldn't, and then Jay, of course, is in the background. You could never rebuild that house for $20,000.
0: I'm like, you sure couldn't here, but I I guess in Waco, like things are real cheap. Well, speaking of budget, on Property Brothers, I learned that the homeowners are responsible for paying for the renovation. Okay. HGTV does not contribute to the renovation. Okay. Um, They do pay, I think labor like they paid Jonathan Mm -hmm. and um oh my gosh oh the brother the brother (laughs) Drew Jonathan and Drew um but anyways like they're paid production wise right um but it's very it says that in this show it is actually important for the the them to stay in budget yeah because it's a real using people's real money yes now on let's see on Love It or List It. Okay, that one is good. I don't watch
1: it regularly, but you know my favorite ever bachelorette is on Love It or List It Vancouver, Julian. Yes, I love her. Yeah, so go on. What's on that one?
0: Uh, The show pays for half of the renovation. Oh, It's interesting. Yes. Now, one problem is that they record a lot of episodes in one market at a time. Uh Uh-huh. So, they move the crew around, like, as where needed, depending on the episode. Okay. And they have even left some houses, like, not finished. Oh, no. Yeah. So, it's like you kind of are getting what you pay for. Like, they're helping Mm -hmm. you out, but they may not finish. Yeah. Okay. And then they had to start recording... Two endings. Okay. Loving it or listing it. Because it goes both ways. Everybody was loving their home. And they would stay. And they would stay. Nobody wanted Nobody to go. Nobody actually wanted to you know, leave. That's funny. Because you're settled and now like the majority of your problems well, are All solved. the stuff that you were fussing about that made you want
1: to move. Cause look, people don't typically move unless there's a pain point. Yeah. So
0: if you remove the pain
1: points, I mean you right, that makes sense. And I, I think it's funny, and it's a good time to mention this happens in real life when you stage a house and yeah. the sellers are still there mm-hmm. and I go and you tell them all the things to do. Now I've never had anyone legitimately not list. Like they all still listed, but a lot of them were like, you know, I would still, I would stay here now. Yeah. I like, I I had no idea. It feels so could much look, better. I had no idea the house could look like this. I had no idea that we could work through these problems. I just didn't like staging. And that's
0: exactly what's happening. Yeah. So I found that to be interesting. Now with fixer upper. hmm The homeowners already own the home. Right. But they...
1: So, yeah. They own the house. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? They go and pick two other fakies to look at. Yes. Move all the... They own the house, but it's not renovated yet. Right, right, right. Yeah. But they're not actually buying something. They've already bought it. Right. Well, I always wondered about that because quite honestly... I bet those houses are in a pretty competitive situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be able to be tooling around with the TV crew and taking your time, Mm -hmm. you know, before you actually buy the house. So that makes sense. I'm not as annoyed by that. It's weird that they go back and fake look,
0: but maybe they're looking at others they actually look at. But why not just renovate the house? Why even film that part? I don't know. I know.
1: Because we all like to hear the part when they call Joanne on the phone and they're like,
0: We got it. We picked a house. And she's like, Hey, I can't wait to hear what it is. Yeah. But yeah, why do they have to
1: I don't I don't know. Now for
0: fixer upper, you know in the renovation shows when they um they show you the rooms renovated, but then you're like, what about the other rooms? Yes, I yes, tell me. Okay, so I've heard this before upper, they do actually paint the whole and house. clean, yes. So, like every even the rooms that aren't renovated are at least painted and cleaned up, yes. Okay. Um, and then the issues, air quote, that Chip and Joanna find are not usually a surprise to the they homeowners. Yeah. Oh, that they needed the new AC. Yes. These people usually had a home inspection. Okay.
1: Or you mean the dramatic phone calls are even less dramatic? Yes. We already knew that they were. Yes. Okay.
0: The homeowners <laughs> do not get to keep the furnishings. Yeah, I did know that there's like prices. But they're for sale. Yeah, they can buy them. They can buy them. How do you not buy the whole house?
1: (sighs) I don't know. Yeah. But can you imagine
0: the price of buying all the things
1: that Joanna put in there? Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And it's also and really- then she picked it out. Like you're paying for her to be your designer. interior designer. Yeah, for sure. She's and she's so talented. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's funny because like you were saying, you put it on the background. My kids love it. And my my mother in law was so excited one day when I went to pick the kids up. She's like, oh yeah. They love Fixer Upper. We had on HGTV (laughs) all day, and I'm like, great! I'm so glad that y'all found something that everyone enjoyed. Um, I think that part of what we talk about as realtors, and I wanted to make sure that we talked about here, was HGTV has sort of ruined buyers. It has. I mean, not sort of; they're ruined. (laughs) They've all seen a show. I don't, whichever one they like, whichever they pick, their poison. But when they show up at your house to buy it, they expect it to be like walk in with your toothbrush. Yes. All's well. Yes. And that's when I think staging really became so important. I know here, and I'm Mm -hmm. assuming in other markets, because I know there are markets that stage every single house. They bring in the furniture. It's all perfect. And then there are probably markets that are just now getting there. And I think that we've grown a lot in staging in our market. Mm -hmm. But in the last, I'll call it five to seven years of my business, it it was almost like a light switch. All of a sudden, all of the buyers were like, I don't want to paint this room. Yeah. Like, I don't.
0: I don't want to change that counter. I was watching something and like the girl was like, I don't like that this rug is here. Like it's a
1: rug. (laughs) It's like roll it up. Get it out of there.
0: It does not even come with
1: the house. Yeah. And the other problem is that buyers, even though they're watching the show where the prices are all ridiculously low and wrong, they come into the house with the bad paint and they're like, well, it's going to cost $5,000 to paint this room. I'm like, no. No. Like it's maybe $5, right, like five hundred at the most. Yeah. Like, what kind of room is this? And like, oh, the carpet's bad. Well, carpet's gonna cost like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like they just put the wrong price on but it. But then
0: on the flip side, you also get the people that are like, I want to fix the rubber Oh, and there's none to be found. <laughs> and there's none to be found. And they think like, oh, well, if my budget's two fifty, then I just buy a house for one fifty, and then I get a hundred thousand dollars cash to do the renovation. No, like I have to. I'm constantly explaining. Explaining to people that, you know, yes, there are renovation loans, mm-hmm. but they have their stipulations and yeah. they have their penalties and fees and well, all and that. your house has to be worth $250 right. when it's done. Right. And it's just, it's not that easy no. to just buy a house and get a loan to renovate no, it. It's probably even trickier, I know it is, to be a flipper mm. where
1: you're buying a house, you need enough room in the purchase price to do the renovation, put it back on the market At market value. And most of the foreclosures in our market, they
0: are market value. They are.
1: Minus the repairs you need. So So. you're
0: coming out right at what it's worth. So
1: it's fine if you're an owner-occupant who wants to do a renovation and live there. Mm -hmm. But if you're a flipper, no. I know. And I think that HGTV and all the – Bravo, whatever these different channels that have have these flipping shows have really confused people. Yes. Into thinking that it's, like, so easy and –
0: if you're handy, you can flip a house and make $50,000 really quick. It makes it look low risk. Yeah. And like it's a lot of fun. Right. And it's actually like dangerous if you get in over your head yeah. trying to do this stuff without the research. I know. But anytime I have someone call me and they say like I want to I want to um, invest or flip or whatever – the first thing I do, especially if they're if they're new, yeah, I say, well, it requires a twenty percent down payment, uh-huh. and that usually makes them go, oh, uh, okay, I don't have like, any that's money, that's a lot, yeah. <laughs> or, or like, say you buy a two hundred thousand dollars house. Okay, you need forty thousand right. dollars just for your down payment. Yeah, you need a little bit more for your closing costs. Yeah, then you need however much money you need to renovate. Yeah. So, do you have a hundred thousand dollars like ready to go? Yeah. For a $200,000 right. house. It's just, it's it seems exciting and fun to design, right. but the reality of it is that it's hard out there. Oh, for sure. It's super hard. I think the only way around that, if you're a young new flipper
1: and you don't own a home that you live in, mm-hmm. you could buy a home. Yes. You could renovate a home, but you're going to need to live in that sucker yep. for at least two to five years. And then you could sell it and
0: sort of pseudo flip it, right? If Tanner would let me. My goal would be to move every five years. Yeah. And I would find like the prettiest, grossest house. Yeah. And I would just fix it up while I live there. I have no problem living in that. Yeah. And then enjoy it for like a year or two. Let the capital gains time pass. Right. Sell it. Do it again. Just keep doing it over and
1: over. And capital gains is only two years. Yeah. So, I mean, you're fine there and you guys can ask your CPA for tax advice. (laughs) Uh, But we started that way too. Do you want to hear my story? Yeah. So, we bought our first house and when we sold it, we were going to build for the first time. So, this is our second house we own together. Well, Jay is handy and could do almost all, like he's worked in every part of construction and he was getting his contractor's license at the time. So, we built a house. We did a lot of the work ourselves. Where was this one? In Maplewood. This was your first one? That's the first one we built and lived in. Okay. I mean, I owned a house before that, but I didn't yeah, build yeah. it. Right. So we we built the house. We had a ton of equity in it because we did a lot of the work ourselves. Yeah. And we waited two years. And one, after the two-year mark passed, he looked at me and he said, okay, are you ready to sell the house? Because, I mean, quite honestly, we had quite a large amount of equity. Yeah. I mean, like. Really? So he's like, are you ready to sell the house? We could do it again. I'm like, oh, no, this is my dream home, and I love it. And I'm, like, so mad. And I walked into the other room, like, I can't believe he wants to sell this house. And I looked down at the floor, and I thought, I never loved this floor. I'm like, (laughs) I could build a whole nother house. And I was just like, yes, let's do it. And so we sold it, made good money, put it into the new house, built again. But when we built this house, our neighbors were so great yeah, that we couldn't move. (gasps) That's why you're still here? That's why I'm still here. We would have built again in two years. Now we've been here almost six. Yeah. But you never know. And I'm like, oh, my family lives in here. But you could have built another
0: house in here. Right. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. I know. So it's crazy. But anyway, you can find ways to invest and make money
0: in a flipping style. But probably not in just a straight up flip. So you didn't find the building process to be a nightmare? No. Okay. But I'm good curious. at making decisions. Yeah.
1: If you are wishy-washy or not so great at making decisions, or a renovation flexible, yeah. or a or a new build is not for you. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to make decisions and, as a side note, live with them. Sure. Because they're not all going to be right. You're going to think they're right at the time or you're just going to be forced into picking and you're going to choose quickly. And then you're going to be mad at yourself because it's not perfect. And I'm here to tell you, HGTV watchers, no house <laughs> is perfect. No. None. Not even the
0: one you built from scratch and you got to pick every single thing. I have a buyer right now who can go up to 1.4 million. Whoa. But we have been looking on and off for like two years. He's the one I showed your oh. your one to. Our friend, I've met him. Um, and it just I like to use him as an example because it doesn't ma- matter what your budget is. Yeah there's no such thing as the perfect house. No, and he can't find it. And I like to tell like my young buyers that are struggling and are like I wish that we could go up to 200 or 300 oh, yeah. or 400. I'm like, "Listen, I have a 1.4 million dollar buyer who can't find anything that he thinks is perfect." Right. And he can't find anything. I, I,
1: yeah, I it doesn't matter. Matters. It doesn't matter. And I've always i picked up on this early early in my career no matter what price range you're in no matter what buyer you are no matter what type of person you are you always want what's $50,000 outside of your budget <laughs> it's something about that number yeah if you're just oh if i could only so you get a $150,000 buyer they're like oh if i could only spend 200 i'd have the my dream home right you get a $300,000 buyer oh if i could only spend 350 i would be in my dream home mm-hmm. just like your guy mm-hmm. he's at yeah. $1.4. if i could only spend 15 yep. i would have my dream home Y'all, like, we just have to, here's the key. Don't look at anything over your budget. No, don't look. That's the worst, because then you know what else is out there.
0: Don't even look at it. It's not, there's no point. Hello, friends. Hi, y'all. Our template course has launched. It's out there. And we have been getting some really positive feedback. Yes, I have some great feedback I wanted to share with you guys.
1: Um, We had one purchaser say, thank you for these templates. As a new agent, I feel it would have taken me years to create these on my own. That's awesome. I know, it's so great. And then I had, these are so incredibly helpful. What a great investment. Thank you for your time and efforts putting these together.
0: I think that, you guys, this is the answer to saving yourself some time. It, It helps you put systems in place it yep. keeps you professional it keeps you consistent it just makes everything run so much smoother so much smoother you're never going to forget to tell somebody something
1: no because this it's covers, all there it's all there and you're going to edit it to make it sound like your voice if you like and it's going to be perfect for your business yeah so go check out our template course yes at hustlehumblypodcast.com. perfect enjoy okay. enjoy bye Okay, let me talk about my favorite TV shows. Okay. Well, I love Fixer Upper, but we're going to put a pin in them. I will say that when my kids ran across the uh, Fixer Upper section at Target, they were like, what?
0: This is amazing. Oh my God, they have a whole section at Target.
1: <laughs> and I just am very impressed with their entire like business and that it yeah. has grown so much and that they try everything and that they're good at everything and that they're just like, whatever. But we're going to stop. This is not all about Fixer Upper. Um, I love a million dollar listing. New York. (laughs) I do not want to watch the others. I have tried Los Angeles. It is not my jam. I love New York. I just think that they are, it's so interesting to watch. Do you know if it's real? I'm not sure how much of it is. They are real clients for sure. Okay. And a lot of it I think is real because it'll be like, Frederick is listing an entire building and you're watching the developer. He's meeting with the developer. Okay. So you're really seeing the listing side. You know, you're not watching, occasionally they'll be doing a buyer on there. And I don't know how contrived that is, but most of the time you're watching them take listings. Right. What I have found to be the most interesting about the whole thing is they go into a listing appointment, even when it's like a multiple uh, interview situation. And they are already negotiating with the seller before they've even gotten the listing on the price. Hmm. So the seller will say, I want to sell my town, ta- you know, my whatever apartment for five million dollars. And Frederick will be like, Well, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's only we can only do four. And then the seller's like, no. And then he, they go back and forth and then they settle on 4.25. Okay. And Frederick's like, all right, great. It's it's weird because like the negotiation is starting all the way at the beginning. Yes, with the realtor and the seller. But it makes sense and I wish that I did it more in my own business. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have an unreal realistic seller yes. who picks a price based on whatever and they say, I want to sell my house for two fifty and you're like, But it can't sell for more than two twenty. I feel like that does happen. Like it on does. the regular. I know, but I don't know that I'm that great at talking them down. Oh, I
0: am. You're good. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just very blunt and honest. I, I and know. I just tell them over and over, it's not my opinion. Right. It's not my number that I think your house is, house is worth less than you do. It's the the market numbers. Yeah. Like, it's actually math yeah. and facts. Right. And I'm not here to give I you my get opinion. To, right. I'm here to give you the facts. I'm here just, just for the facts, ma'am. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: true. So I love that one. I think that they have a fun relationship between them. They're funny. I love to listen to their interviews. I need to go find my paper. I've written down things that Frederick has said because I just think he's the greatest. I have read his book and I think he's funny. (laughs) I mean, like, and he's all about being nice. Yeah. He's like, here's the way to build your business. Be nice to people. Right. Just be nice to be nice. Don't, Don't be nice expecting to take a listing or expecting something, but just be nice. Sure. And then it'll be more fun. And that's sort of his philosophy. And he's always having fun. Yeah. I think it's great. So I like that one. Um, I, I see that they're bringing back the extreme home makeover. I used to love that. I did one. too. Did you? Yeah, because yeah. it was on like ABC. So yeah. it was on like main. Yeah, it was TV. just always so feel good and happy. Well, they're bringing it back. That's awesome. And I still don't know how they build that house in seven days. How do they do it? I don't know, but I think it's um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family is the host. Oh wow! Well, I mean, like I remember as a kid watching TLC and watching. Um, Trading spaces. Yeah. Like like the first real estate mm-hmm. shows where they go in. They That's weird. The two neighbors, they swap houses. That is weird. Like it's so bizarre. I just, um, there have been so many good ones. Um, okay. What did, oh, I know. You want to hear this one? This is what Jay told us earlier. He read. It's a meme. I love a good real estate meme. My realtor watches HGTV. He will only show me three homes and I have to buy one. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yeah. Imagine if
0: you had to show three. I know. And pick one. Right? How many more people could you work with? So many. So many. many. Only three houses. What's funny is, you know, you mentioned that HGTV has messed up our buyer's expectations. Yeah. But sometimes I think the sellers are also, they're like, you're not going to have a carnival at my house and bring in (laughs) the petting zoo and the clown and the face painter. I need need the big And you're going to spend all this money of the themed open house. like. It's just
1: not our market. No, also, those things are happening in a market with a luxury listing that you're getting paid a hundred thousand dollars to sell. Yes, like I can take the risk of a thirty thousand dollar party, I guess, if right. I'm going to make a hundred. Yes, but I can't spend three thousand dollars on your party if the commission is four. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just not going to work. Okay. <gasps> uh, Jay always complain and laugh, I just crack up. There was this one episode of Flipper Flop with Tarek and yeah. Christina, and they're. You know, they just got the house because they're flippers and they buy these things they've never even seen before. Like, they've driven by, right? They just get the house. And they go and they're seeing it for the first time. And they're in California, right? So, they're wearing, like, t-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops. And Tariq starts, like, tearing down this, (laughs) like cover like this huge patio like metal roof and jay's like hey, he's wearing flip-flops this is so <laughs> this ridiculous. is not even real you shouldn't be doing that this can't be right like why are you wearing flip flops i just think it's funny because y'all it is tv but our but the but the consumers in the world they think that's real i know they think it's real, so we That's have just to be how it works. aware that they think it's real.
0: Yeah, I think that HGTV just makes us need to educate the consumer more, more because they don't understand. Look, and don't be afraid to speak to the fact that we're talking about
1: it and it's HGTV. Like, I'm not afraid to say, hey... To my seller, HGTV has ruined your buyers. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we're going to have to paint this pink dining room. Now,
0: I didn't include this in the templates course because it's very specific to me. Okay. But I made the decision, like, two years ago that I'm not that good at working with investors. Oh. Okay. I I just... it. The reason is <clears throat> I invest in real estate, but I'm very conservative yeah. and I like do things very slow and mm-hmm. I won't buy it unless it's an amazing deal. I won't buy it unless it's in an appreciating area. Right, right. And like, I have investors that buy houses in places that you don't want to, I would never ever buy a house in right. for whatever reason, yeah. maybe they'll never appreciate or that they're actually declining. Right. And they spend a little bit of money and, you know, make a little bit of money and they're fine, but yeah. I would never do it. Right. Right. And I have trouble advising people oh, yeah. to buy it. Like I get a lot of, like, I, it makes me anxious when they're like, hey, if I bought this, how much could you sell it for? Oh, gosh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. I would hope based on the numbers I could sell it for this. Right. But what if you put all this money into it and then I can't sell it? Yeah. Um. And so not only do the investors – um, they are very demanding clients because they're sending you dozens of addresses yes. a week. And, and they want all those filter. market reports. They want all the market reports. And then at the end of the day, they buy something for like $40,000. <laughs> right. It kind of goes back to, <clears throat> it's not that I'm you know beneath it, but when it comes to actually making a business decision, I don't have the time to do yeah. the sorting and the filtering. <clears throat> so, so I have, you a have a template. I want to hear what it is. It basically just says, I want to be honest and upfront with you that I am not the best to work with investors. Right. It is not the area of real estate that I thrive in. And I tell them I own rental property. Yeah. I have flipped houses before and that is why I'm conservative. And so I have found that I frustrate investors. Yeah. Because I don't have a plethora of options to send you. Right. And I also have a little paragraph in there about our market and how things are not priced with the margins to do that. Yeah. And I end it with just saying, if you would like me to refer you to somebody else, happy like, to. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. But it has taken so much stress off of me. Do they me. respond? They're so thankful. Do they get referrals or do they say, maybe you're right, it's not for no, me? No, one guy recently, uh-huh. um, young guy, never done it before, friend of mine, In he's in construction and I sent him my, I said, he texted me and said, hey, Lisa, I want to get into flipping properties. Can you meet with me next week and we can talk about it? Right. And I just said, no, but I'm going to send you an email because... And I told him, I have this email saved because I have so many people that reach out for this. Yeah. And I just want to be honest and upfront. Well, after reading it, he was like, I think you're right. He was like, I think that the margins like just aren't there. They're not. And he has little baby kids. And he's like, our family isn't at a point where we can risk so much savings or all of whatever. Yeah, to, to make this dream happen. Yeah. But then I have an investor who has all the money in the world and buys like forty thousand dollar homes and sells them for a hundred thousand and makes like fifteen thousand a couple times a year, which like, is like That's fantastic good. for him. Right. I would never do it, but he right. does fine. That's so funny. I know. Do you ever in this template, do you tell them about sheriff sale and explain how yes. it works? Yes. Yeah. I explain sheriff sale and foreclosures. Yeah. I explain how the foreclosures in our market, how they're priced, only yeah. to include repairs. At auctions, you have to have cash, sight unseen. Um, It's a pretty good template that has just taken the burden off of me. Because you're not going to... Yeah. Yeah. Like my one investor was like, well, I'm just going to send you addresses and... You know, because I, I told them, I don't have a lot to send you. Yeah. And that's when the investors so were, are like, well, I was working with this one realtor, Alyssa, but she never sent me anything. Right. <laughs> we don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. No. So I just tell them ahead of time, like, I'm, I'm, this is not my area. Right. And you would think it, I think people think that it would be my area. Right. Because I own investment property. Yeah. But there's a reason I only own four and it's been and, and, well, nine you hang years. on to them. <laughs> right. And you don't, you're not looking to sell them next no. week yeah. for money. And the two that I flipped were so stressful. Oh my. Gosh, like I don't want to do that again, right? You only did two, mm-hmm. yeah, and we're gonna have a whole and episode I about investing, but. Yeah, it was. I just think that these shows—they make it look so easy. They well, they do make it look too. They make it look too easy, and they—it doesn't really explain how they got their cash to do this, yeah. or how they're financing yes. it. You know, there's just a lot of things that oh, go into this. Oh,
1: I always this. have questions, especially on fixer upper when they talk about the after renovated value.
0: Oh my gosh! Like,
1: but how can that be? You're saying that the comps in the neighborhood were this. You only put in this much money. And then all of a sudden, it's worth like twice as much. Like, I don't think I understand. I know, like, it's just so crazy. Um, I this is a good meme that I wanted to make sure I told you. The memes for the HGTV couples be like, yeah. This is the HGTV (laughs) couples be like. I sharpen colored pencils for a living, and my (laughs) wife names Bath and Body Works soaps. Budget is fourteen point (laughs) five (laughs) million. I mean, it's so ridiculous, but that's that what the show funny. is. It's funny because it's true to us as realtors. Yes. But the public, it's not true to them that way. No. They think that that, you know, whatever. Whatever. Person working at the burger place and the, you know, the wife that's working at the Bed, Bath & Beyond could buy the, you know, $300,000 house. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they save for a while. Sure. I mean, like,
0: it's just, it's not realistic. hmm But they're fun to watch. But even just trying to figure out, like, what is the income in these areas? Well, right. Versus, because, like, I know I just had a client move here from California. <laughs> And they sold their house there for like $2 million and it looks like our old ranch style houses that we sell for 200 <laughs> Right. Well, right.
1: And so when you're watching a show based in California, I mean, it, there's no reality at all to what, where mm-hmm. your market is. Mm-mm. It's yeah, definitely something that you've got to navigate with a realtor if you're actually going to use this information to make real estate decisions. Right. I think they're great for entertainment value. Yeah, I love them. Not all of them. I mean, sometimes it's like, well, I've done this all day. I don't want to do it (laughs) outside of that. Exactly. But if they're doing a renovation, that's different. Yeah. Like, I would never watch House Hunters. No. I mean, there's no way. I mean, it's exhausting. It's annoying. It's like, this isn't true or real. It's just, it's really hard to, like, find joy in watching that farce. Yes. (laughs) It's pretty, and it's so dry. Oh, my gosh. And the realtors are always overdressed. They look ridiculous. They're, you know, stomping around the beach in heels. Yep. What is going on? So bad. But... I like the renovation ones cuz I want to see the transformation. Yeah, cuz it's like the staging. Cuz that's real and true.
0: Oh, I love Hometown. We didn't talk about Hometown. Oh, that one's
1: new. That one's good. I love like it. They're in
0: Mississippi and it's I so like that sweet they do, like different designs, like, you know, yes. colorful
1: cabinets and They things. do. And they're trying to like really rehab a whole city, like a whole downtown. Like that's they're so like cool. they're, they don't they want to save these old houses that we're going to get like bulldozed. That's amazing. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Um, I enjoy the shows. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch them, but be mindful that your 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 clients are watching them through a totally different lens, right? So mm-hmm. it's fun, but you got to be careful. So
0: there was this article that I found okay. about HGTV, and it's like the five lies. Oh, five lies! That they think that HGTV has caused the market. Let's hear them. Okay, the first one is that um, they make realtors appear lazy sometimes like they're not really doing like they're not really working that hard just glorified door openers yeah yeah that's all we're there for this is the kitchen (laughs) like as if you couldn't figure that out (laughs) for heaven's sakes a robot could do it (laughs) i know right (laughs) look out they're gonna take over (sighs) um they overemphasize the importance of new features in a home oh like my home must have granite Okay. Or this home has surround sound. That's not
1: the realtor, just the show in general. Yes.
0: Okay. Like they put, it makes buyers go, well, I want that. I have to have that. I have to have that. I need a smart thermostat. I was listening to someone, it was like a comedian or something, but they were kind of making fun of some of the shows and how they're like, "Um, it really is kind of like marriage counseling. And you can see which couples are like, how did you even end up together? You know, (laughs) when, when she's like. I want a large kitchen because I bake on the side. And he's like, I just want uh, to live in the garage because right. she's going to take over the house. Right. But they were like, I want a man cave. And it's like a man cave, a.k.a. is the fourth bedroom that you don't use. Right. Like that's a man cave. Yeah. It's an extra room. Cave it up. So the features that they say they must have uh-huh. okay, are kind of silly. That's funny. Um, they, HGTV downplays the expense of renovations. Agreed. Already talked about Wholeheartedly. that. Wholeheartedly. They said, you will notice that HGTV doesn't really talk about location, location, location. True. I guess unless you're watching like beachfront property or right. something. Well, yeah. But like if you're get, buying a house for, you know, $50,000, there might be a reason. <laughs> there might, right. The location <laughs> might not be so delightful. But they never ever talk about
1: that But really. you know, it's funny because in the intro to Fixer Upper they do say, um, I think it's that one, you know, buying the worst house, the best, ha- the worst house in the, the best, best neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. you know. Um,
0: and then also buyers know more than they think is lie number five. That's not the lie. That's the truth. But HGTV thinks buyers are naive. Oh, stop. Yes. Like, oh, it's fine. You know, we're just gonna uh, like they think that buyers don't understand how much things cost or what they can get. And oh, like buyers! That. I think are so savvy. They are, and that's what this article is saying: is that contrary to what HGTV would like you to believe, they're super educated yeah. on the housing market right. and like what's like. Sometimes you go to a listing appointment and they know what their price is and they're right. Oh, yeah, because they know their
1: subdivision. Well, because it's a lot easier to do the research now. Yeah, as a lay person, as a non
0: agent. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I was also laughing because this um, girl, when I was doing research on this, was like, I'm just so tired of hearing people say, like, I want a big space for entertaining. Right. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, I'm a recluse. (laughs) I don't want to entertain anybody. Nobody's coming here. (laughs) I hate entertaining. Please do not. But (laughs) everybody wants to entertain on HGTV. Everybody. They want to have all the parties. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, what if you're like a recluse? I love
1: when people, this is sort of (laughs) side to that, we're like, I need to buy double ovens for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, but it's. One day. Okay.
0: So they also, in one of the articles, were talking about how buyers in general, Uh this wasn't an HGTV article. Okay. This was just when buyers are looking for a house. They are so short-sighted. Yeah. They don't, they aren't thinking long-term. Like the ones, like they mentioned, you know, someone was like found their dream home, but only the master was downstairs Oh, and they didn't want their kids to be on separate floors. And they were like, well, in two years, you will want your kids on separate floors. Right. all a matter of time. Right. Or, you know, just things like that, like buying a house because of Thanksgiving, which is one day a year. Yeah. and just things that long term right. maybe you should think more broad about what yeah. you need for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Was that all five? Oh yeah, that was of the myths. Five. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, I think those were good. Okay. Did I you love have it. any other notes? I don't have any other notes, but we do have a toast. Great. Okay, everyone. Today's toast is brought to you by Cassie and she is toasting Casey Gray. Yes. Okay, so Cassie, y'all, why did they do this to me? (laughs) Cassie Wilkie is in Oklahoma, and she has joined up with – Casey Gray, who is in Ukiah, California. Is that how you say that? I think so. I think it's like in wine country. That's amazing. Oh, I know. I've got to go visit this chick. Um, Anyway, they have joined up. Um, Cassie started a accountability group that includes the two of them and three other awesome real estate agents. They use the group to test, to set weekly personal and work goals, to hold each other accountable and encourage each other. She's so thankful that she found... Casey, <laughs> why
0: is it always hard? Casey
1: Cassie, she's so thankful she found Casey through Instagram and has made other great friends because of her. That's so cool that they're like in different states. I love that. That's amazing, but you know what that is? Community over competition. It is because when you're in different markets, it's a totally different mindset, right? They're never going to be in competition for a client. No, no. they might actually send each other referrals. That's perfect. i I love it. Okay. so we are choosing to,
0: Casey, Casey Cassie. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> C- Casey Cassie, Cassie to Cassie. Casey. <laughs> okay, cheers, ladies. Cheers. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow
1: us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode topic or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast
0: and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>